We're live on Adobe Radio. It's news to us. Hey, it's Eddie. And Jason. Yes, there's Jason. I believe Chris is on here, too, uh, virtually. It's news to us in COVID-19 quarantine 2020. Yeah, Chris is in his bunker, although he's having some Internet issues in his bunker, I believe. Jason's in his. For Is this week oh, three yes. that you're in your bunker? Or week Am I four? In my bunker? Hey guys, you... Yeah, we can kind of we can kind of hear you there, Chris. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, we we have a good show for everybody tonight. We're going to talk to Dan Witt. He's running for Congress, and then we're going to talk about hydroxychloroquine, Jason's new favorite drug. Oh, it's it's a rage oh. with all it's a rage with all the kids. But why? But why is the president? Uh, why is the president pushing this drug? Anytime he does his little rallies on the the news when he goes on with his COVID nineteen task force, I call them his political rallies. He is pushing hydroxychloroquine. Why? Why the hell? Why? Um, We're gonna get into it. Yeah, that and more on its news to us. It's news to us with Eddie and Jason. And as we said, Chris is joining us remote, so we apologize for any technical issues this week. Hopefully you, you can, uh, you know, everything works out here. I don't know. You never know. You do, you never know. So I before we really get into the dirty deets, I do have a funny story to share with everyone. Okay. Um, Saturday night, I, you know, had a few beverages. Okay. I uh, had some beers and uh, some pizza. And after I ate the pizza, I was like, oh, I should probably eat some Tums, right? So I, like, started eating some Tums, and then, like, I sneezed. And in the process of sneezing, I inhaled, like, the Tums into oh. my sinus. Like the pat, like, and I had tums, like, it was burning my sinuses all day yesterday. Oh man, it was awful. It so was you- awful. I thought I had COVID. I was like, oh my gosh, am I getting <laughs> sick? And then I was like, wait, I think I inhaled tums last night. Ow, sneezing. Yeah, that doesn't oh, sound like so it feels bad. good. Yeah, ouch. Inhaling tums. But I was panicked. Did you think I panicked? Hero? I thought I had COVID. Think it would work better. If you- Chopped it into lines and snorted it. <laughs> no, it probably would. Like it probably it worked, it worked well for. It works for like <laughs> Yeah, I know that's so, how DJT does his uh, Adderall or whatever he does. But yeah, they they, no. they say it, it, Tums just, works best if you if it goes straight to your brain. Just saying, don't ever do that. It was oh, it burned so bad. Oh. Dirty Deets, hydrochloronique. We need to talk about this because it is, uh, it's being pushed. It's a drug that's being pushed and peddled by the president. But is it safe? And why the hell does he keep talking about it? What is it? The Dirty Deets. An in-depth look at this week's most important stories. I think it goes without saying it's a drug to treat COVID-19. Do I have to say that? I guess I probably should. But why also? What, it's a, coronavirus well, is on everybody's brain. He's pushing it to treat COVID nineteen, but and I and I I believe you're pronouncing it incorrectly, Eddie. Okay, why did, why are you just now telling me? <laughs> Hydrochloroquine. The first time, the first time I wanted to see if it was just a fluke, and you were just rushing hydrochloroquine. The, Jesus Christ! Well, you were calling it 
This whole show is ruined. Like Dominique, what is happening right now? What are, what are you doing? You just ruined the whole show by not telling me sooner. I did. It's your fault that I made a mistake. I'm, if I learned anything from Trump. I was raising my hand. I mean, you should have seen. Yeah, but hydrochloroquine, man. So it's a, that's a tough one, though, isn't it? It's all I mean, it's not that bad when all when right. when you I don't know. I'd like to retract what I said earlier. Now I sound like a complete idiot. Hydrochloroquine. What was I calling it? Chlorinique. Chlorinique. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so I think we're all getting a, we're all getting a little stir crazy, right? Like that's part of the problem. Like that's part of the problem for weeks. Yeah. I, I'm a little bit distracted here, making sure Chris is on and uh, then all that. So I'm going to blame everybody, but myself, no, but it was my fault. Anyways, hydrochloroquine DJT has been pushing this and he is pressing federal health officials to green light this as a COVID-19 treatment. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of unusual that the federal government is, going forward with allowing the FDA to start to use this so quickly. Why, why though, is DJT rallying behind this drug? First of all, what is it, Jason? Well, uh, chloroquine was originally developed with malaria back back in the 30s. Um, it was uh, fairly toxic. And then they in the 50s, um, they created hydroxychloroquine. Um which has been used to prescribe uh, again for uh, uh, to fight malaria, but also they use it uh, for arthritis and lupus patients, as it causes uh, it's an inflammatory, so oh. it uh, helps reduce uh, inflammation. It's an anti-inflammatory. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yes, yeah. I'm blaming you for that one. See, we're not doctors here, clearly. <laughs> we should have prefaced this. We're not yeah. doctors, but we're going to talk about this drug. We barely passed high school. Okay. So get off our backs. <laughs> but yeah. hey, I was mid pack in high school. I don't know about you, <laughs> but Trump keeps touting this drug. You know, they have these coronavirus task force updates every day where the president comes out and he tells us the latest, and he's been saying over and over again that this is a miracle drug, pretty much. Here he is talking about it, DJT. It's known as a malaria drug, and it's been around for a long time, and it's very powerful. The drug? Yeah, there he is. That's time number one. He started touting it. Here he is again in a different press conference. Chloroquine. Chlorinique. And some people would add to it hydroxy. Some people would. Hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. Chloroquine. Does, it, or, <laughs> what? Does this bother you that he could say it, but you didn't? Yes. You didn't say it? <laughs> I, I feel really stupid. Hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> now, this is a common malaria drug. It's also a drug used for strong arthritis. Uh, somebody has pretty strong arthritis, serious arthritis. Oh, I can't listen to this guy speak. Anyways, there he is uh, talking about it. And again, there's a third time. And the other thing that we bought a tremendous amount of is the hydroxychloroquine, hydroxychloroquine, chlorinique, which I think, as you know, it's a great 
malaria drug. It's worked unbelievably. It's a powerful drug. On malaria. So anyways, he keeps peddling this goddamn drug, even though his uh, the doctor that is part of this task force, Dr. Fauci, keeps saying that there's really not a lot of evidence to back up that it works. For- no, the answer is, is no. And, and the, the evidence that you're talking about, John, is anecdotal evidence. So as the commissioner of FDA and the president mentioned yesterday, we're trying to strike a, a balance between making something with a potential of an, of an effect uh, to the American people available at the same time that we do it under the auspices of a protocol that would give us information. So Fauci saying, you know, there's not enough information to say that this is good enough to treat COVID-19. And he did that right in front of Trump. And then the second time that the media asked Dr. Fauci about the hydrochloroquine, uh, Dr. Or, or DJT actually interrupted and flipped out and, and didn't allow the uh, question to be answered. Here it is at a press conference. Oh, there it is. Wrong link there. Why not just let the science? Oh, wait. Mm. This one. The end of the tunnel. And yesterday. Okay, the link's got messed up. Anyways, the press. Jesus Christ. Somebody asks, uh, the uh, a reporter asked Dr. Fauci about it. Then DJT's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. You can't answer the question. Anyways. That's my question. Yeah. So anyways, this is just a quick back, just uh, in case you've been missing these uh, misinformation task force meetings where they spew a whole bunch of misinformation. That's what's been going on there. For some reason, uh, DJT is peddling this drug like he has a vested interest or something. Jason, what's going on? Well, he does have a uh, oh. vested interest. So you mean he may be making money off of this? I mean, there's some uh, there's rumors out there now that uh, so you're saying either this, him or someone close to him may be making money off this. You're saying that this guy is a selfish narcissist. Yes. Oh, I yes, I, I, I just don't believe it. Do you want to go down the rabbit hole with me, Eddie? Yeah, let's go. Let's go down the rabbit hole with Jason. What's going on? All right. So. <clears throat> Uh, we're we're trying to figure out why he's pushing this drug, and uh, the rumors are uh, are it's not rumors, but kind of like conspiracy. It's a you know it's a rabbit hole. So let's let's go on down. So one of the major manufacturers of uh, this drug is Novartis, and if you recall, Michael Cohen um, back in 2017 was having all these businesses pay him money to get an in with DJT and one of those companies was Novartis which paid Cohen 1.2 million dollars um, for that contact oh. now Novartis uh, came out and said today that uh, they will th- this you know these allegations are false uh, we're going to be donating up to 130 million doses of this drug um, prove it if it's proved to be effective against COVID they Interesting. They've already started shipping um, a, a consignment of at least a 30 million doses of tablets to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services uh, for to be used in controlled clinical studies. Now it kind of gets a little weird here. On March 26th, a conservative dark money nonprofit uh, called Job Creators Network launched a petition 
and a series of Facebook ads and text message campaigns calling on Trump to cut the red tape and immediately make hydroxychloroquine well, you have available. To, uh, you have to slow down here. <laughs> you told me to go fast. I know, but I think we have to go slow. You're right. I, I thought we agreed on going slow on this segment. Guess no. I, well, anyway, so on March 26th, there was a conservative dark money nonprofit, a dark money pack. Yeah, that was uh, created a petition to cut the red tape for the FDA. So, in other words, use Republicans are this a Republican-controlled group is pushing toward the uh, having this drug widespread use of this drug out there. Why? Yes. Now, the Job Creators Network, uh, which is the dark money pack, what a was stupid founded name. by billionaire Home Depot co-founder. Bernard Marcus, who is a major GOP donor, okay, and spent more than seven million dollars through other uh, outside groups to help DJT get elected in 2016, and he said he w- had plans to spend part of his fortune to help DJT get reelected in 2020. Okay. Job creators. So, are- can you go ahead and sum that up? That was a lot. So what if you were to like what's the elevator pitch on that? Um DJT's pushing a drug for uh his uh friends who give him money for his campaigns to push a uh a drug that has not been proven um uh, because millions and millions of dollars. Okay, be- yeah, because some campaign donors want this to be pushed. Some prominent campaign right. donors. And they're going to the donate who, more money to DJT. The guy who runs and owns Home Depot. Which makes me never want to go to Home Depot again, by the way. He was a co-founder. I don't know if he's still involved. Oh, okay. We don't know if he's still involved. Okay, thank you for clarifying that. Also, job, Home Depot quick, is an advertiser here, and I do like job, them. I take it job back. Job Creator Network was funded by uh, uh, Pharmaceutical Research and Manufacturers of America, which is a drug industry trade that counts among its members leading hydroxychloroquine makers Novartis, Teva Pharmaceuticals, and Bayer. So there's it all tied together. Novartis is all tied in here. Mm, rabbit hole, my ass. This is all true. There you go. There's Jason's rabbit hole. Are you shocked? Shocked. I'm so shocked. Yeah, you know this is like more plausible than a conspiracy, right? Like it all goes well. It's not. It. It's not conspiracy. What you just said. It, it's following the money, and that's what you have to do. Like. What we know about Trump is he's a businessman, and people are like, "Let's put a businessman there in the uh, in the White House and see what happens. Let's run the country like a business." Well, when you run the country like a business, you're putting profit ahead of people's lives because that's how corporations when it's a behave. Failed businessman, a failed businessman who bankrupted everything he touches. Look what he's doing now. And it's not even it's not even just him. It is the whole Republican Party because they have propped this guy up and he supports all of their policy. They support his. So it's talking about we're talking about the whole GOP here that is full of shit. So and wanting to kill all of us. They don't care. I mean, if they can make a little bit of money off of this unproven drug, what do they care? There's a study that was done in China that says that this drug is no more effective than what people are or doctors are currently using to treat COVID-19 patients. And there is another study that the French government is working on right now. There's going to be results in two weeks, but it looks like this drug is just uh, snake oil coming from a snake oil salesman. DJT. They're also doing a, 
they're doing a study of this in New York. There's 4,000 patients they're giving this to right now. Really? Yeah. Huh. Man. All right. Well, it just anytime this guy, Trump, you know, he he's he's talking about something so much and he gets on one of these things, you know, that it's because he has a vested personal interest in something. That's really what it is. The guy's a selfish piece of shit. And I just want to be clear. We're not saying this drug doesn't work. We're saying that we don't know and we should be listening to medical experts on this. I think we need to make that 100% clear because sure. what if this drug does work? That's great. But we don't know. We want it to work. Pushing it so quick. Yeah, well, of course. The fact that he's pushing it, it's very suspicious. Yeah, I mean, these drugs usually have to go through a lot of testing, and he's out there before the testing saying, this drug is it. And that should raise a lot of red flags for everybody. That's all we're saying. We do want this drug to work because that would put an end to this. We all get back to regular life, so... I uh but hey guys, can you hear me? Hello? Who's there? Yeah. Who's hey, there? Hillary. Oh Hillary. Oh, yes. Hi, Hillary's here. Hey. With Chris. Okay, we can hear you guys oh, now. Okay. So doesn't, okay. doesn't baby Jared, doesn't he own a medical supply company all of a sudden? Is that the deal? That's what I'm hearing now. There was something on that. I don't know, but we didn't have time to look into that, but that's a good point. Um uh, what do you yeah. know about it? <laughs> I don't know. It just seems to me that they tried to pass that bill getting the 1% rich, and now they still are going to figure out how to get rich and why take away this drug from people that need it now and why push it against against medical advice. I mean, I, I guess we don't, you know. Yeah, that's a good point, too, is taking you know, it away from its proven it. usage. Uh, oh, man, their, your, their connection is it just... Against the coronavirus. Terrible. It is terrible. So sorry, your connection is just really bad. We can barely hear you guys, but we'll try to fix that here in just a second. Um, but yeah, it sounded like you had a good point there. Sorry, we can't really hear you. Um, we'll be right back on its news to us. We'll come coming up with our guest. His name is Dan Whitfield, and he's running for U.S. Senate. Don't go anywhere. It's news to us. It's news to us. We're back live on Adobe Radio with our guest, and uh, this is a little segment that we like to call the horse's mouth. I don't know that we, we keep forgetting to call the segment what it is, Jason. I don't know why, but we have this little thing made and everything. The horse's mouth. Politicians, musicians, and newsmakers. <laughs> My name is Dan Whitfield, and I'm the independent candidate running for the United States Senate here in Arkansas. First of all, why don't we get to know you a little bit? Now you uh you're you love reptiles, I understand. <laughs> um yeah, I've I've always had a love for reptiles. I was that rainbow just kid going out catching king snakes and rat snakes and ready to sliders and bringing them in the house. My mom hated it. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, in your opinion, what kind of a reptilian shapeshifter is President Obama? Oh man. I would hate to say a snake, but <laughs> I guess if the picture fits. Ah <laughs> oh, man, you know, as a reptile guy, you don't believe in reptilians or anything like that, right? Oh, um, only on the bad days. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're just playing around there. That, that, that whole reptilian thing is ridiculous. But you, uh, so you also had a you had a near death experience while camping, right? What what happened? 
Um, oh man. Yeah. So when I was in high school, um, I'm from California and out there, the water, it's really dark and, and green. <laughs> it's not clear like it is up here. And I dove into shallow water and I hit my head. Um, I got what you'd call in football, a stinger where I was still conscious, but I just couldn't move. And I, I held my breath as long as I could until I kind of just drifted away. And I was fortunate enough that, you know, some kid who happened to be swimming on the same beach, you know, kicked me while I was underwater and, and they pulled me up and resuscitated me. And yeah, unfortunately that ended my football career in high school. <laughs> oh man. That's wow. really scary. Oh, very That's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, after that happened, then, uh-huh. yeah, after that happened, I mean, how did that uh, change your worldview? I mean, I know that you were in high school, but, um, you know, I, I, I did you come out a different person? Well, things that you would take for granted, you find yourself starting to appreciate, <laughs> like going out and, you know, actually in the forest, looking at the trees and. You know, just the little things. Uh, it brought me really close to my sister because uh, she was there through everything. And, you know, it made our relationship really strong. Um, but, you know, you just start to appreciate the little things. You know, I'd, I'd hate for anyone to have to go through something similar. But, you know, if you do, just make sure you start to appreciate the little things. Were you clinically dead? Um, they estimated I was underwater for about six minutes. My heart had stopped. Um, as far as clinically dead, I wasn't presumed dead. <laughs> um, they did, uh, have a helicopter bring some medics in, uh, but fortunately my cousin happens to be a CNA and he had resuscitated me before they had gotten there. So do, do you uh, have like a near death experience or do you remember what, <sighs> like, do you have like an out of body type thing? Well, man, you know, the best that I can word it is it's like going into a dreamless sleep. You know, it's really, it was really scary at first, but then it just gets really calming. And then, you know, just nothingness. And I I remember very distinctly, uh, I grew up on the Delta, so I spent a lot of time on the water. It almost felt like I was trying to, you know, I was getting pulled behind a boat like I was kneeboarding and I couldn't get my head out of the water. And then I just kind of woke up. And I remember I was the most calm one on the beach. Everyone else was like all freaking out and stuff. Like, Hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> wow. Um, but I guess that's, you know, there was no light at the end of the tunnel or anything like that. If that's what you're asking. <laughs> After that experience, are you afraid to die? <sighs> you know, the only thing that would make me afraid to die would be uh, my daughter. She's seven. I-, I can't wait to see what her kids look like to, what kind of a mother she's going to become and you know that would be the only thing that made me afraid to die would just to miss out on her growing up oh yeah yeah that makes sense but as far as drowning uh, you know i i still dive into water <laughs> i still go swimming and all that good stuff uh you know i i don't do anything super crazy i'd love to go skydiving but kind of gave that up when i had a kid oh, um, okay yeah that's a good call and uh, so I also understand that you like to play video games. You're a bit of a gamer. Play, you like to play World of Warcraft. By the way, you a bit of uh, bit of feedback. I don't know if we're on a Bluetooth device or something, but <laughs> um, no, uh, you're just on my cell phone. I'm oh, in the okay. middle of the forest. <laughs> oh, okay, all good, all good. Don't worry about it. But yeah, you like to, so you're you're a gamer, World of Warcraft, huh? 
Yeah, well, I mean, I used to play World of Warcraft back in the day when it first came out when I was younger and had that better to do. Um, and it's actually, you know, World of Warcraft kind of brought me where I am today. Really? High school, From World of yeah. Warcraft to running for U.S. Senate. <laughs> well, I used to level up characters and sell them. And one of the characters I sold, I ended up becoming friends with the guy, Derek. And once it got time for me to leave the nest, uh, he actually he said, hey, man, come on down here to Louisiana. So... I got an airplane ticket and I flew out to Louisiana. I started working in an oil field about three days after I got there, and I stayed there for about two years. Wow! <laughs> and you know that kind of got me started and threw me out on my feet. Okay, very good. So you don't play at all anymore. So if you're elected to office, we don't have to worry about you spending weekends <laughs> and I mean during the week time playing World of Warcraft like we see Donald Trump golfing. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, I do still play some video games here and there. You know, I'll get down on some Call of Duty for an hour before I go to bed sometimes. Uh, oh, cool. Uh, yeah, Jason yeah. and I like to play, yeah. too. What's your KDR? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've been playing Warzone recently. Uh, back back in the day when I used to play a lot, like Black Ops 3, I was like a 2.5 KDR. Oh, Jason, what's yours? Whoa. No idea, but that's really good, I think. <laughs> 2.5. He's a pro, Eddie. Yeah, you'll have to join our clan. <laughs> yeah, join oh, our man. clan. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so, it's, uh, it'd be, most of the time, I just play Warzone nowadays. Uh, okay. That'd be so great to play with a highly elected uh, official. <laughs> I know, right? We need more officials that play video games on their downtime. <laughs> I think so, too. But let's talk about your campaign a little bit. So you're an independent, and you're running yes, this, this grassroots campaign, Normally, that would mean a lot of canvassing, but obviously, we can't do that right now because of COVID-19. So how are you running this thing? Mm -hmm. So I spent the last few months traveling the entire state. I mean, I've driven almost 10,000 miles in two months, uh, you know, going to meet and greets, going to, you know, party meetings, farm bureau meetings, uh, big events. And I've been doing all these different things because my campaign is a lot different than Tom Cotton. My campaign is about getting out there and talking to people, getting that FaceTime. That way, you know, I can listen to their concerns in ways that they want me to work for them. Whereas my opponent's type of campaign is going to be, oh, I just took $8 million from the Koch brothers, so I'm going to spend $4 million on TV advertisements. <laughs> and um, So it is a little bit different. Tom Cotton, your opponent, is a Republican. Uh, he... I mean, this is going to be a hard seat to flip, don't you think, in Arkansas to uh, flip this to independent? Well, actually, I, I think it's going to be uh, – well, I think we're going to have a huge upset and make history. So there's actually no Democrat in our race. It's one of the very rare times where there's no Democrat wow. in a Senate race. Okay. And the reason there's no Democrat is because the GOP – got dirt on our Democrat last May oh, yes. and then one hour after the filing deadline released that information, got him to drop out, leaving no Democrat that. in our race after the filing deadline. Yeah, Jason talked about that on this very I, show. I did. I did. Yeah. yeah, that was that was pretty sly of them. Yeah, they're always up to their dirty right. tricks. And, and with the voter suppression and yeah. all of that and the gerrymandering, I mean how do you even, this is an insurmountable task in my opinion, but I'm glad that you're up for it. I mean, uh -huh. how, how the hell are you going to do this? 
You know, I think with my platform, if I can just talk to enough people, they'll start to understand the kind of a person I am compared to Tom Cotton. For an example, you know, I did all my campaign finances. They come from working class people just like me. My average donation is $31. <laughs> um, I mean, I've got a lot of donors, but you know, we have a grassroots campaign that's paid for by the people. That way I can represent the people and not have to represent those corporations and billionaires that keep funding all these other candidates. Now, as far as winning the state, I think a few key pieces of legislation that are going to help me is I'm the only candidate that supports Medicare for all. And it's very important, especially here in Arkansas, where, you know, we're nearly the poorest state in America. We pay almost the highest taxes and 67% of our children born are covered by Medicaid. So we are a very poor state. We need that kind of help. And I think I can get through to enough Republicans and conservatives I just have to explain to them what Medicare for all is. It's, and, you know, it's not I, free and we will pay for it. <laughs> a bit of a silver lining with COVID-19 is that it also brings it oh. a little bit closer to home as well. There's been, what, 875 cases confirmed in Arkansas right yeah. now. and uh, Well, that's just what they have confirmed. Yeah. I get constituents call me every single day saying, I'm sick, I don't feel good. I went to the doctor to get tested, but they said, I'm missing one of the symptoms, so they wouldn't test me. They yeah, that's me that's ridiculous. And being tested, uh, negative. How do you feel about the? <laughs> the my way. How are you? How are you feeling about the federal response to COVID nineteen and your state's response? I think our state has done a fairly good job, um, you know, because we do have a limited supply of our PPE. I think we had originally only gotten twenty five percent of what we requested here in Arkansas. As far as the federal government's response, I mean. They came up with this CARES Act, which is basically a giveaway to corporations and business, and it left out the working class. It left out people who, you know, self-employed, people who are unemployed, people, you know, who may not have filed taxes or students who are being claimed by their parents as dependents. I mean, so many Americans got the shaft, and it really wasn't a stimulus plan to help the people. It was just a stimulus plan to help business especially in the airline industry we see the airline industry get this huge payout and they're not supposed to be laying off people or furloughing and they're now announcing layoffs and cutbacks with their workforce after they get this fucking excuse me after they get this uh this big bailout yes it's it's quite ridiculous Well, well medicare for all so that's one of the things that you support you also want to end the war on drugs lower taxes for the middle class yeah and you support climate change action so your policy seems really close to that of a progressive Democrat. Why not call yourself that? And why say you're an independent? I firmly believe that a representative should answer to their constituents and not a political party. I don't want to work for a political party and do what a political party tells me to do, because that's not my job as a representative. The only people who should be telling me what to do are my constituents. And, you know, honestly, once you start to get to the federal level, you start to see that a lot of the same billionaires are donating to both Democrats and Republicans to get legislation passed. Right. It doesn't matter, you know, and I don't want to be that. That's honestly the reason I'm running is because I want to put an end to that. I want to bring representation into it and get some of that corruption out. You're really fighting the system. I mean, you're going up against, it's like a David versus Goliath type situation here. (laughs) As they have a lot of respect for that. A lot of people don't like Tom Cotton. 
<laughs> I really don't want to be the guy who wins because he's not Tom Cotton. I'm trying to make a name for myself and, you know, let people get to know me. But I've got pretty much the full Democratic Party support as an Great. independent. There are a lot of Republicans that are fed up with their party that feel left behind, disenfranchised, who don't like Tom Cotton but would never vote for Democrat. They'd just rather not vote at all. That's kind of what I was so, thinking maybe your strategy was, you know, not say you're a de- Democrat, even though you align with a lot of Democrat policy, but because you're in a red state that is just so red through and through, is that part of the thinking process too? Well, I mean, I am pro-Second Amendment, you know. I believe in our constitutional right to bear arms. I carry my sidearm with me every single day. Um, and, you know, that's one of the things that more moderates and conservatives, especially here in Arkansas, can agree with. Um, but, you know, what I really want to bring is direct democracy and true representation. If a majority of my constituents want me to vote one way, I'll vote that way. It doesn't matter what party says, you know, if they want me to or not. If 67% of my constituents' children are being born on Medicaid, I'm not going to vote to cut Medicaid. If, you know, 67% of my constituents say we don't want to ban the sale of, you know, uh, well, anyways, I'll I'll go somewhere else. But yeah, I mean, (laughs) I, I think... I think we're ready to make history. <laughs> well, we uh, we hope that you do. I mean, I, I don't I can't say that I disagree with any of, of your policies. Uh, and uh, Jason, do you? Is there anything that you want to ask? No, I I have a lot of respect for that. Uh, what you're standing up for, and wish you all the best. Because Tom Cotton, you know, from everything oh, I well, see on the you. national level, is he's just a terrible person. So, well. You know, I don't think we should buy Greenland. I don't think our senators should be reaching out to foreign leaders. I don't think our senators should be tweeting to governments of foreign nations saying we're going to send our troops over their borders if they don't do what we say. <laughs> yeah, so the guy really is. It's hard to be better. <laughs> he's just sort yeah. of doing what all the other GOP leaders are doing right now, which is being a complete piece of shit. So we hope that you take him down. <laughs> Dan Whitfield oh, for U.S. Senate. Money out of and real quick, yes, a- as yes. far as you said, uh, with ending the war on drugs, to be more specific, you know, I want to federally decriminalize cannabis and nationally expunge all cannabis-related crimes. Very good. I, 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 I can't agree with we that We have too more. many people just sitting in jail cells for nonviolent possession offenses and stuff. And the and you also do touch on the whole um, the corporate prison structure as well. And if you want to read more about that, go to danwitcongress.us. A lot of interesting stuff to read um, up on. An easier site, sir, is replacetomcotton.com. Takes you to the same place. Replacedancotton.com. That's great. Is there anything nice? Can you say anything nice about Tom Cotton? Um, I respect his time that he served for our nation and. <sighs> I think that's enough yep, said. That's about it. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. Well, I, you know, I will say in his uh, U.S. Senate photo, his uh, tie looks nicely pressed. I'll give him that much. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. Well, uh, Dan, I like my ties. Honestly, uh, I use different knots all the time. You should check them out sometimes. <laughs> no, okay, we'll keep an eye on that. Well, we hope that you go further with this campaign. Uh, can you keep us updated? Or I guess we'll keep an eye on you because you have a lot to do. And uh, hopefully we can have you back on closer to November. Absolutely. I mean, we just sent a letter out today to our governor requesting an, ex- well, an exemption from our ballot access signature collection process due to COVID-19. 
I was able to get uh, six independent candidates from the state to sign it. So I'll let you know when we hear back on that. Yeah. Are you pushing for the mail-in ballot? Well, I think mail-in ballot is really the only option at this point because we don't really know where we're at, when the peak's going to be, and when we're going to start to recover from this epidemic. But mail-in ballots aren't good for Republicans, so... It's not fair if, if it's not like good said, for them. Man, I'm not for the parties. All right. <laughs> what's You've... best for the people is what's best for America. Absolutely. That's refreshing to hear. Absolutely. Yes. Amen. Slogan. Amen. <laughs> All right. Dan Whitfield, thank you so much again. Dan Whitcongress.us. Follow him on, t- on Twitter. Same handle, Dan Whitcongress. And we'll hopefully talk to you again soon. And good luck. And we want you to beat the snot out of uh, Tim Cotton. Take him down. <laughs> For sure. Thank you so much. Y'all have a good evening. You too. You too. There he is. What a cool guy. I didn't think I didn't, you know, uh, you learn, we learned a lot about that guy in the research, but I learned even more. And uh, if I were in Arkansas, I'd be voting for that guy as an independent. He is, even though I'm not an independent. How about you, Jason? Aren't you? Did he get your vote? Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, I'd have to look more into it, but so far, yes. Yeah. If it was him or Tim Cotton, then yes. Him. Absolutely. So to our, all of our listeners in Arkansas, that's what's happening with your state. You know, maybe we should, um, why don't we try to get somebody running for office in every single state on the show before the election? That's a challenge, right? I don't <laughs> think we can do that unless we start doubling guests. Yeah. We'd have to do like a special episode or something during the week. I don't know. Or yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah yeah yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. Anyways, we'll be right back. It's news to us. Don't go anywhere. In COVID nineteen quarantine twenty twenty. COVID nineteen quarantine twenty twenty. I don't know. You think this is gonna last until twenty twenty one? What? No, I don't think it'll last that long. Okay, what are you gonna say? I, I, I don't know if you uh, caught this uh, just before we we came on the air, um, like a few, uh, I don't know, thirty minutes before we came on the air. Um, did you hear what happened in Wisconsin? Uh, I did not. So in Wisconsin, they were uh, supposed to have their primaries uh, on Tuesday. Um, and you know all all the mayors of all the major cities in Wisconsin, the governor, they all said that they did not. They wanted to suspend the primaries, right? Yeah, we're in the uh, middle of the a COVID of a COVID nineteen outbreak. People aren't supposed to be leaving their homes, right? You're supposed to be staying at home, avoiding public. Um, so over the weekend, uh, it was up to a Republican led legislature uh, branch to determine if they should postpone or not. They failed to do anything, and the governor um, today, earlier today, uh, made an executive decision to postpone the primaries. Well, after he made that decision, the Wisconsin Supreme Court um, took up the case and overruled the governor, and now the primary is back on for tomorrow. Oh, wow. Changed all these rules. So So, this is ridiculous. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Absentee ballots were supposed to be due April 13th. As long as they were there by April 13th, then you would be fine. 
you know, in case you, you uh, needed a couple days to go to the post uh, post office and send it out or, you know, whatever. Now they're saying that they have your absentee ballot has to be postmarked by tomorrow in order for it to be counted for the primary. So uh, what we have here is more evidence of the Republican Party trying to make people have a hard time voting to block voting to block democracy is what it is because they know that the more people vote the uh the, the less chance it is that they stay in power because if the masses vote then they tend to vote for democrats but if less people vote then there's a higher probability of them retaining office or or gaining office is that what's happening <laughs> okay apparently i'm talking to myself <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Oh, there he you, is. You cut out mid sentence. Oh, okay. It was crazy. Should we all just do a, a quick, got let's all do a refresh of our webpage. You know, both do a simultaneous refresh. I just did. I just did that. Oh, okay. So you're you're good. good. Then. We're fine. We're fine. Oh man. Techn this is what happens when we're <laughs> both broadcasting from our own bump, our own bunkers. You know, it, it doesn't quite work out technically, but yeah, man, people, that's crazy. People, People need to stay the fuck home so we can end this quarantine. It's ruining the show. <laughs> it's ruining the show. That's the, that's uh, the don't main go reason. To church. That's the main there's reason. Like Twenty. Yeah, don't go to church. Like Twenty. There's twenty states that are allowing churches service to be held. Like people don't go. Like please. Like I get it. But you can. You know, what do you practice get? Your faith home do it virtually if you turn on the tv every yeah. any given sunday there's a bunch of these fucking boobs up there that the evangelical assholes that are dying to collect your money virtually through the television set old school virtual so why don't you just watch one of those assholes instead and stay the fuck home i don't know if he's i don't know if you caught this but kenneth copeland blew covid19 out of our out of existence did you see that he blew it Blew it away. Yeah, the uh, the evangelical <laughs> guy, the guy that, uh, yeah, the he, yeah. What did he do? Mega church. He's a he, mega church he guy. He blew it away. He blew it away. Yeah, he blew it away. What he do you blew mean? It away. You gotta you gotta refresh refresh for me real quick. Anyways, press mute. Just re refresh your whole web page. This is part. This is part of the appeal, folks, of us broadcasting from different locations. Is you get to hear all the technical issues, isn't it? Just Jesus. Uh, there. You go. Thank you. Here is uh, Kenneth Copeland executing right because we in have the name of Jesus. COVID nineteen standing in the office of the prophet of God. Uh huh. I execute judgment on you, COVID-19. Oh, oh. I execute judgment on you, Satan. Yes. You destroyer. You killer. You get out. You break your power. You get off this nation. I demand judgment on you. There you go. Did that do it for you? All the COVID patients out there, do you feel better now? How'd you feel about that, uh, Jason? What is wrong with people that believe that? I mean, should we just pray <laughs> this thing away? Yes. Is that what should be happening right now? Because, I mean, we have the ability to pray this thing away, but we're not doing it. We could be doing it right now. Do you have Many any people are doing it? 
do you have any prayers for us, Jason? Maybe you can, uh, maybe you could pray pray this thing away for us. Yeah, I don't think I can. You can't. Can you? I I mean, I don't think I can either. But I thought maybe that you could have. Possibly... You're an ordained minister, aren't you? Yes, but can't you? <laughs> Anybody could be that, but you have the magical powers. I thought. Oh come on, Eddie! You have you. You have a license from the internet saying you speak to God. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I could use your help though if we're going to pray this thing away. I don't, I don't know that I could do it on my own. I just don't know if I, if I got it in me. But uh, it sounds like you're about to get it. Maybe in we you. can get it in. Hey, let's. Uh, oh, I need, a, I need a church organ. Give me a church organ. Here we go. Beloved, we are gathered here today to release COVID-19 from all of our lives. COVID-19. I rebuke you, COVID-19. Get out of my life. You have made it so I have run out of things to watch on Netflix. What am I supposed to do now? I have a new show for you on Netflix. Jason's got a new show for us. That's that, praise the Lord. COVID nineteen. I want you to get get out of here. COVID nineteen. You Don't are get. get. You're no longer welcome here. COVID nineteen. Praise the Lord. Because in uh, uh, COVID, that that verse in the Bible, if you, David. 19 it says get that's all it says now get did we do it did we pray it away i think so this is what the gop is asking is for everybody to pray away the uh the, the covid 19 did we uh, did we accomplish it i mean that's what djt was pushing like a month ago remember yeah there was a it's miraculously gonna disappear there was a whole day of prayer i thought and you know we did it <laughs> so tomorrow the I did ca- mention cases should start what, dwindling. Uh, yeah. I did mention uh I have a new I've been watching a new show on Netflix that I think you should try. Okay, what are you watching? What what, what shows have you been watching? How about that? Finish the Tiger King. Uh, that's what everybody's watching. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, yeah, we did that. Yes, the the Breaking Bad prequel, Better Call Saul. I'm in the middle of that, and I love that, so I kind of savor it as I can. You know, I did hear Joe Exotic uh, contracted uh, COVID nineteen. What in prison? Joe That's what Exotic. I, heard. I don't know if it's true. Joe Exotic has the coronavirus. Really? I don't know if it's true. I don't know about that either. Well, what are you watching? You know, what's funny is if I type in Joe, instead of like having the first name come up as like Joe Biden or, you know, someone, uh, it comes up as Joe Exotic. <laughs> here's, here's the actual story. Uh, Joe Exotic was transferred to a hospital after a fellow inmates tested positive. So we don't know if he has it or not. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. There you go. Uh, so the, I just started a show uh few days ago uh, on Netflix, Altered Carbon. Yes. Try it? No, but I've heard of that. It's a good one. Yeah. Is yeah, it was good. Well, I've, I'm only on season one, but uh, do not watch it with little kids around. A lot of nudity. The most 
most boobs I've ever seen on Netflix. It's crazy. Excellent. I'll I'll make sure I cue that up immediately. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Yes, you would enjoy it. Let's watch let's watch let's watch the altered carbon tonight. So I'm gonna say later. Um yeah. anyways try to get your lady in the mood. <laughs> yeah. With naked women. Um but that's it. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Everybody's staying uh, safe and healthy. I and in stay in. Do not go out. Do not leave your house unless you have to go grocery shopping. Yes. Stay the fuck in, please, everybody. For the love of God, it's worked out for me so far. It's worked out for Jason. We're still here. We're still healthy, and we've been staying in. We've been we've been following the guidelines. So maybe there's something to it. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we'll be back next time with more on its news to us. Again, I would like to apologize for the jumbled show because it was a bit of a technical nightmare tonight and uh, apologize to our guests for me introducing him wrong and and for saying the wrong uh, name of the the goddamn drug earlier. And, uh, Jason, where have you been? Uh, Just helping you out, man. Yeah, thanks for the help. Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) We'll see you guys next time. Where's the butt? There. We appreciate it very much, Tim Apple.